Hey, I'm Allison Ray, and you're listening to the Pace and Pattern Podcast, where I talk about simple strategies to help you set the pace and pattern of your real life. So the topic for today's episode is all about setting sustainable goals. Okay, so this episode is not about feeling guilty for all the things you're not doing or forcing yourself to cram more on your already full to-do list. So I'm talking about how to figure out how to set goals that matter, goals that make your life a little better, goals that leave you feeling proud and satisfied, not burned out and frustrated. This episode is all about helping you make meaningful changes that you've already been wanting to make, but just do it in a way that's sustainable for you. So I think most people fall into two categories when it comes to setting goals. So there's people that have tried goal setting before and failed, so they don't want to try again and fail again. If you fall into this category, I hope this episode will offer you some encouragement that might inspire you to give this whole goal setting thing another shot. Then there are the optimists out there who, when New Year's rolls around, they set a million goals because they want to change everything they don't like about their life all at one time. So of course, when February rolls around, they're left feeling burned out, and most of the time they can't even remember what their goals were. So if you fall into this category, like I do, my hope is that this episode will help you focus in on things that really matter and actually see those things through. So there are five rules I want us to keep in mind when we're setting sustainable goals. So rule number one is your goals should connect to your purpose. Okay, so I've heard it explained like this. It's impossible to know what path to take if you don't know where you want to go. So you have to figure out your destination before you can decide what the best route is to get there. When it comes to setting meaningful goals, you need to know why you're setting them. The why is the most important part of this whole process by far. So these goals need to go beyond the surface. They need to connect to something deeper about who you want to be. And when you pick goals that connect to your why, you're way more likely to see them through. And when you do see them through, you'll actually enjoy the impact they make on your life. Okay, for instance, if the only reason you want to renovate your kitchen is so you can put really pretty pictures on Instagram, even if you accomplish your goal, the final result won't even be that satisfying. If you're doing something for other people's approval, instead of something that's meaningful to you, it's really not going to matter that much even when you do do it. So if you are renovating your kitchen with the goal to make a pleasant environment for your family to enjoy and make memories in, that's a much richer and deeper why behind your goal. So one great way to choose goals that flow out of your why is to write a vision statement. So if you haven't written a vision statement, I highly recommend it. It's a great way to take a step back, get some perspective about your life and what you'd love to see happen. If you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about or what a vision statement is, or you just need some help getting started, then just wander over to our first episode of the podcast where we walk through five steps to writing a vision statement that is memorable, sums up what you want to see happen in the main areas of your life, and is based on your personal why. Brings us to rule number two. Okay, rule number one is your goals should connect to your purpose. Rule number two is less is more. So this is for all those optimistic goal setters out there. I am you, I know you, set 
way fewer goals, like way fewer. So in our pace and pattern goal setting planner, we recommend taking your time, brainstorming all the possibilities so you can get all of that out of your system and on paper, and then just choose three or fewer goals each season. I know it's hard, but I promise that setting just a few goals will make a big difference in you actually doing them. So the beauty of limiting the number of goals you focus on is it forces you to prioritize the top things you want to give your time and energy to. So it's kind of a way of making yourself decide if nothing else happens this season, I'll do my best to see these things through. I'm also a big fan of setting goals seasonally. For me, it's just way easier to wrap my head around what's happening in the next three months than it is to try to figure out what's going to happen in a whole year. I also feel like I have a better sense of my schedule and even just like general tendencies I have in a given season. So for me in the spring, I usually like to push myself a little bit and maybe try finishing a hard project or forming some new habits. Like the spring is just a good time for me to have energy and do things and make things happen. But when summer rolls around, our kids are out of school, we travel, it's just not a great time to try to make any huge changes to my daily habits and rhythms. So I usually make my summer goals a little more laid back. So setting just a few goals at the beginning of each season also offers you multiple fresh starts in the year. So it allows you to save some of those good goals that just aren't a good fit right now for like three months from now, which I think makes it a little bit easier to limit the number that you're setting currently. Okay, rule number three. So rule number one, connect your goals to your purpose. Rule number two, set way fewer goals, less is better. Rule number three, type matters. Along with the number of goals you set, the type of goals you set can make a difference in how likely you are to achieve them. So I'm just gonna skim the surface of this because really we're gonna dedicate full episodes to these three different types of goals. So today I'm just going to give you an overview because I think it's really helpful to think about when you're choosing your goals, but just know we'll talk more about this soon. Okay. So goals fall into three main categories. We have habits, rhythms, and projects. Habits are the tiny actions that you do most days. So this is like making the bed, journaling, flossing, things like that. Rhythms are those activities that generally take up a larger amount of time and happen less often. So think of like an exercise class, a family game night, or maybe like a book club. And then there are project projects. So these are the things we want to get done or accomplish things like running a marathon, maybe building a deck or starting a blog. So it's important to think through what types of goals you're trying to set, because if you set too many of one kind, things can get pretty tricky. For instance, if your three goals this season look something like this, wake up at 5 a.m. every morning, go for a 30 minute run every afternoon, clean your kitchen every night. That would mean all of your goals are actually habits. So you would be trying to form three totally new habits all at once. And really waking up at 5 a.m. is probably more like two habits because it involves you going to bed earlier. So going to bed earlier would be another habit. So really you're trying to do four habits all at once. 
there are very, very few people out there who could do this and not be exhausted after a couple of weeks. The amount of consistent effort you would have to exert throughout the day to make these goal ha goals happen is really intense. So for most of us, making that kind of change all at once is just not going to be sustainable. Different types of goals require different kinds of energy. So forming a new habit requires a small amount of consistent effort over several weeks. Forming a new rhythm is usually more about forethought and planning and having the energy to say no to things that come up so you can say yes to this. For projects, you typically need larger chunks of time and you need to really be able to focus on making those happen. So by diversifying the types of goals you're trying to accomplish, you're actually shaking up the amount and type of willpower you're exerting throughout the week and throughout the day. So doing this can really help you prevent burnout and keep you fresh. So try not to pick all of your goals in the same category. Try to shake it up. Okay, so that's rule number three. Type matters when it comes to goal setting. So rule number four, shoulds and wants. If all the goals you're working on are shoulds, so if everything you're trying to do this season is something that you know is important and needs to happen, but you really don't find enjoyable at all, it's a really good way to get exhausted and have things feel stale. I think an important thing is to choose one want goal every season. So something you actually look forward to. So want goals are usually things that you actually enjoy, but maybe have a hard time making time, like making time for. I promise if one of the goals you set makes you happy and makes you feel like yourself, it's going to make doing the hard thing a lot more manageable. So try to include at least one want goal along with all those shoulds. That's rule number four. Now, rule number five, be flexible. So give your goal some time and try your best and really do try to commit to it. But if you're a month in and you haven't even started working on your goal at all, it's not going anywhere, then rather than just giving up and deciding that you're a failure and totally throwing the goal out the window, I highly recommend you just take some time and workshop it. Sometimes it can be hard to anticipate how a goal is actually going to fit into your real life until you give it a chance for a little bit. And then if it doesn't work, tweak the goal so it does. So remember, your goals are for you. They're not for anyone else. So if it isn't working for you, then you have the freedom to change it so it does. Also, I think it's good to consider, is there something wrong with the goal? Or is it just maybe the strategy or the steps you're taking to try to get there isn't working? So here are a few things I think can be good to think about with this. So was it too big of a stretch? So to steal a quote from a yoga instructor I really enjoy, she says, focus on stretching, not straining. So that means growth happens at the very edge of our comfort zone. So if what you were doing was just so intimidating that you never even took the first step, then maybe there's something you need to do to make it a little more approachable. So if it's a project, you could try to break it down to tiny bites, you know, like eat the elephant one bite at a time. Or if it's a habit or a rhythm, maybe just scale it back a little bit. Rather than trying to get up a full hour earlier, you could just focus on like 15 minutes. Remember, you can always make it bigger as you go on. But right now, 
doing a little bit is better than nothing, and even a nudge in the right direction might just feel really good. So another thing to think about is, was it at a good time of day? So sometimes I don't think we think about how our energy changes throughout the day. I recently tried to start exercising in the later part of the afternoon, and I realized I just don't want to move my body at that time of day. I just want to be laying on the couch or sitting down, and it just took so much effort to try to make myself want to exercise. So I ended up moving it to earlier in the morning, and you know what? I'm actually doing it a little bit because I'm not just totally tired from the day. So maybe even just switching up when you're trying to make your habit happen can be good. And then one last thing to consider with this is, is there something you need to say no to so you can say yes to this new goal? Maybe the problem has nothing to do with the goal itself. Maybe it's just there's already so much in your schedule that you need to pull some weeds to make room for this new activity. A lot of times it has more to do with what we're already doing than what we're trying to add. So those are just a few things to think about to help you make your goal work for you and fit in your life. So that's rule number five, be flexible. All right, that's it for today's episode. I hope these five rules for setting sustainable goals will be helpful as you think about goals you want to set. And I really hope that you'll join me next week when we talk more about habits and really dive into making those happen. Thanks for listening.